you burn the back of it. It's so bad. Oh, so awesome. I was so jealous. I mean, I mean, look at this. Look at this. Stuff happens when you get stressed out and old, I guess. Let it roll. Just let it roll. I'm going to let it get the grays growing out. I got the gray growing in the beard. I'm just going to let this beard grow out like yours until I can coach football again. So I'm just going to yeah. let eight man. So first, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, Billy Back, uh, head coach of the Spokane Shock, former head coach of the Wichita Falls Nighthawks. Uh, missed that city. Loved it. Um, you know, indoor football, arena football coach, doing it for 12 years. And uh, played it for six, played minor league baseball for two. And uh, this has been, minor league sports has been my life for, for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, so we met We met when you were here with the Nighthawks. Um, and you only got mad at us once for uh, a poor time type video. Oh man, we went up to uh, Sioux Falls and we got we got uh, R. Kelly playing in the background. The storm was over. They played that song the entire game. We go up there with a with a with a knife to a gunfight. Actually, it was like a fork or a spoon. We had no quarterback. We had no nose guard. Our linebacker was out. I mean, we took a, a B, a C minus team up there and got beat by forty. And they played that song the entire game. Just oh. It's like, man, I wish we'd have timed this a little better. When we made that video, I don't think that we knew the um, injury toll y'all had. And so we were so hyped about it. And then uh, we were like, oh, this, we're going to be in trouble for this one. Yeah. Well, what's great about those, the next year we went up there and beat them. We beat them twice the next season. And we played that song like crazy in the locker room down the hallway. It was great. So, but uh, no, it just, it worked out because we could actually, we redeemed ourselves for the next year. Oh, man. I was bummed. I think Jared was afraid you were going to kill him for a little while. No. I just I just told Drew, I was like, man, next time we need to make sure we have the, the things deemed necessary to before we post the video. Like, I mean, it was all good fun. You know, but looking back on it now, I think the choice of R. Kelly was kind of rough. Oh, man. It's so bad now. It's so <laughs> yeah. bad now. It wasn't. I can't back then, that was, home car. Oh, oh, man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. We wouldn't have done yeah. that. So with all this stuff going on with like the, you know, the quarantine and all that, how's that affecting uh, you guys? I mean, like in sports. Well, you know, you can't, you have no place to work out. Um, you know, it's frowned upon to go outside and run and do workouts together and, um, you know, like field work and even, you know, playing basketball, just things that, uh, you know, you do, you know, naturally, you know, but it's not frowned upon. Or, you know, it's frowned upon for 15 guys to go out to a field and run around and do some sprints and throw football that they live with each other in a hotel or, you know, the, the apartments. But it's not frowned upon for 15 of those, those, those same 15 guys to go pass out hand sanitizer to 3,000 people they don't even know. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, they're doing a great thing for the community, but let's frown on them for, you know, getting their physical fitness in. You know, yeah. Trying to stay sane, locked in the house at all times. So I think it's just the perception of the, of the, the communities and, and the people. You know, how, how scared to death some people are, how freaked out some people are, and how fed up other people's are. Um, you know, I think, honestly, this quarantine needs to be a suggestion. And you know, like we take lawyers' advice, you know, hey, the doctors say you shouldn't do this, so it's up to you if you want to do it or not. Yeah. And we make our decisions as free Americans to, to decide, do we still want to go to work? Do we still want to go out in public? Do we still want to do these things we normally do? Or do we want to be in the house scared to death? loading up on toilet paper, wiping our asses because we're shitting ourselves every day. Yeah. I should say those cuss words, but that's how I really feel. So, oh. you know, but at the same time, the pandemic, it is, it is serious, you know, and, and people are dying from it. So, but at the same time, you know, there's other Americans that, that, you know, need to function and live 
you know, not, not in fear, but in faith. How long, so how long are y'all, um, on lockdown for now? Uh, till May 4th. Okay. And then the next day, Cinco de Mayo. So I'm sure people are going to go out and celebrate in bunches. I don't think that was a very thought out, well planned. Let's let's keep them all locked in and cooped up till May fourth, and the next days, Cinco de Mayo, we're all going to get together and just have a fiesta. Yeah, so. yeah. So, do you think they'll extend it there, or do you think uh, y'all be free? Well, what I read is that Washington, Oregon, and California all made a pact when they can come out of their houses, you know, whatever it is, which I think is a terrible idea because uh, yeah. what works in California doesn't necessarily work in Washington. It doesn't work in Oregon. I think, you know, each free state needs to govern themselves with their own mentality, what works best for them, opposed to, you know, taking ideas, um, you know, from other people. If, if I was a governor of the country, you know, I would, I would listen to my people at the state and figure out what's best for us, opposed to let's, let's group together with these other three states and figure out what's, what's good for them too. I just think it's being handled, you know, too politically opposed to, um, you know, with common sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. Um, that's what we're struggling with too. Just dealing with a lot of business owners and stuff that are like, we need to be open and we're trying to like lead our people, but it's hard to do it from, you know, my home office. Yeah. So how are you, like, how are you leading a team and a staff from home? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just suggestion for these guys. Cause a lot of these guys are, you know, it's, it's, it's their right, what they want to do. Or, or don't do. Um, but, you know, it's just you know, taking my advice, you know, and, and, and doing what they have to do to stay fit, to stay focused, to stay dialed in. But at the same time, stay sane. Um, you know, our staff does things that, you know, we still watch film. We know we got the, the vid swap application. We can watch film from our own homes and, you know, communicate over it. You know, we've been watching a lot of outdoor film just to pass the time. There's only so much indoor film you can watch. Um, you know, and, and the IFL is not having a season now, so it's, you know, all that pre- preparation stuff we did in the offseason for that is is all for naught. So we got to wait a whole entire year to even play football. Um, but, you know, you, you just got that hope in the back of your mind that maybe this gets broken down and maybe maybe a vaccination or whatever the, the miracle hits and we can do you know, regular life by June 1st. Yeah. And be back in big crowds and, um, and then maybe a game breaks out. You know, but you got to stay focused and, and dialed in. And it's tough because, you know, at the same time, you know, you, you know, the virus is real and, you know, it's it's causing death. Um, but then you see all the reports of the H1N1, how that caused more death and the, the country ran as it was. Um, you know, there's no shutdowns and you just you just got to question, you know, the shutdowns and the and those things. It It's a. Uh, like I said, live by faith, not fear type thing. So, yeah, I have no idea one where my time used to be, and two, I didn't realize how much I rely on watching sports. I have nothing like I don't even watch live TV anymore because I was watching uh, those NBA guys play 2K the other day. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Then you watch the old guys play horse. Oh, thinking I could have beat all all those guys. It was, it was you know, brutal. Guys, Levine, he was making shots unheard of. He must have been practicing, but Paul Pierce could he make a layup? I know. They were sitting on ESPN watching. I watched the 2013 National Cornhole Championship. <laughs> 2013? Uh, I think it was 13 or 14. But was it good? No I, there's no way I beat any of those guys. Those guys were dropping them in like it was. I mean, they were stepping to the right three steps and throwing it around a bag and putting it in the hole. I was amazed. I mean, that's it, it, you know, I, I was amazed because no one had a beer in their hand. 
So I know delivery would have been off. You know, they're throwing it right down the middle, and oh, it's it was impressive. Other than that, ESPN has no nothing to put out. So I, you know, oh. I was kind of hoping our league would take over and be the first ones to play with a pay-per-view atmosphere to where, you know, the the uh, ESPN or Fox or CBS or somebody wants to grab it and then put it on their channel for live sports. Yep. I mean, I, I, I would watch right now, I would watch the Chinese ba- play baseball if I could. If I had yep. access to it. I mean, yeah. Playing right now with no people in the stands, I would watch it because it's live. Opposed to, you know, watching throwback NBA classics. And yep. I, I just, sports is, is, is more prevalent and, and needed than a lot of people think, you know, in the country. Yeah, you, the UFC tried. I mean, they fought hard to try to keep those pay per views around, and those that senators shutting it down, and Disney shut it down, and yeah. but somebody's got to push through at some point. So, okay, that's a good question. What do you think? Like, when do you think sports will be back? Maybe, maybe not like full arena, but like, when do you think we'll see sports again? I, I think it's going to take somebody to, to, to stepping up and just saying, you know what, we appreciate the uh, the uh, suggestions but we're gonna play we're gonna go and i think it's you know when nba shut down it was a trickle down effect you know prior to that nhl had no intentions of shutting down from what i heard and the nba shuts down then this league shut down this league shut down you know i, I think it's going to take somebody stepping up and saying you know you know we're going to take the rain by the horns we're going to play here's some action the mlb playing in arizona i think that's that's an awesome idea realignment i think that's an awesome idea It'd be something to see. Um, it's just going to take somebody, a governor, you know, hoping, I was hoping the governor of Texas would have stepped up and said, we are opening stuff back up. You know, we are Texas. You know, the right to bear arms is here, was first here. You know, you know, it's, you know Texas, <laughs> bigger than anything. I, I was hoping that would happen. If that took place, then the next state would open up. The next state would open up. You know, South Dakota doesn't have the, the home and shelter policy in place, which I think that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I think it's given their their people a choice to to make the decisions that they need to make to either you know stay at home and and, and or do what you do every day. Um, but at the same time, you know, wash your hands, put a mask on, whatever you got to do that makes you feel safe from getting this virus. You know, you do it. You know, if, if staying home makes you feel safe, then stay at home. You know, if if you think you can go out and Walmart, I mean, everybody. Everybody goes to Walmart. I go to Walmart to ride the scooters and shoot basketball and, you know, play with the, the slime in the aisle with my daughter. You're allowed to go there, but you can't do anything else. I mean, it's I know. you can still people watch at Walmart. Hell, you can rent an electric buggy and drive around the Walmart aisle still like we used to in college and just people watch. Yeah, that'd be but, the best thing to do right now. But you can't go to Dick's Sporting Goods or you can't go, you know, you can't go to a gym and work out. Yep. I don't know. It's just. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. And you seem like you seem like you're in favor of this quarantine. I'm in favor of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm in favor of it uh, for, for as a suggestion. You yeah, know, I if, agree. If you have if you're susceptible to the disease, and you know you have underlying symptoms or whatever it is, then yeah, you should stay home. You should you should probably take care and, and quarantine. Um, but if, if you don't, and you know you you believe. Uh, in your hygiene and you believe in, you know, what you do and you are aware of it, I think that it should be a suggestion. And I think people should be able to get out and, you know, function as they will. Yeah. How do you, so how do you keep up with like, you know, with all your players, like how do you at this point, like how do you make sure that they're staying physically in shape, mentally okay? 
Like, how do you, how do you do that from your house? Well, you know, you just trust that they're professional athletes. You trust that they, you know, understand the, you know, I, I see a lot of their Instagram and their, their Facebook live stuff. They're doing workouts up the hills. They got the ladders out. Um, you know, a lot of them are on the PS4, keeping their mental sharp edge, um, you know, playing Madden, playing this new military game, whatever it is. Uh, but we just communicate through text, Facebook calls. Um, you know, we have, you know, we cook, me and my wife cook dinner for them. They come over and get the, the food to go. Uh, so we see them personally. You know, we sent a few home recently. I think we got seven in town still. Uh, others went home to, you know, to, to, to shelter and, and seek employment with their, their family and see their families. Um, but, you know, those guys we still text, I still talk to, you know, one of our defense linemen sent me a video of him working out today in his garage. Uh, luckily he has a, an entire workout facility in his garage, which is awesome. You know, we got 10 pound dumbbells and rubber bands, you know, that we do the, you know, the, the band stuff with here once every two weeks, uh, physically fit. Uh, till, that's you know, that, that's four, that Tom Brady get, workout though. Well, yeah, well, state, my wife was doing squats down here with these 15 pound dumbbells and then hasn't done it for three or, you know, eight days since she's so sore. So <laughs> we got to do the eight day program. We work out and then do it again eight days later and work out, do it again eight days later. She's going to kill me for saying that, but it's a rest period. We, well, it is, it is. We're recovering. It's a recovery yeah. period. So, so we're trying, do, but how do you balance, uh, like, has this made it harder being like a dad and a husband and work? Like, is, is it blurred all the lines? Now, you know, to be honest with that question, that that's, that's the one silver lining of this, this quarantine is, you know, I, I get to spend time with my, my daughter, my two sons and, and Stacy and my two dogs, you know, it's, it's been awesome because, we're all home together. You know, we have a routine now when the kids go to bed and take a nap, we, you know, go outside, do whatever we do. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's really brought us closer as a family, uh, you know, being home, you know, this time normally every year I'm on the road to Bismarck or we're on the road, we're practicing every day, coming home late. Um, you know, she's putting the kids to bed by herself or getting them ready by herself, but we're home now and, and, and team parenting and, you know, watching, putting the kids to bed, watching movies at night, you know, that we want to see. And, you know, I watched a scary movie with my daughter the other night and uh, she gave me a phone call like three in the morning. was like, was talking and said, dad, I'm, I'm worried one of those gray things are going to come out of the closet and get my neck. And I whispered. <laughs> and I was like, you need to whisper because they're blind. Not <laughs> She's like, that's not what you're supposed to say, dad. You're supposed to tell me it's going to be okay that you love me. <laughs> well, the good thing is Scarlett's in your room. So if she barks, they'll attack her first and you just run your butt out there up to our room. That's practical. Yeah, it's a great dad, you know, great dad advice. Yeah. But I mean, those things wouldn't happen if we're, you know, we're coaching the season. You know, we're all outside playing wiffle ball. Um, you know, it's 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 been a blessing to be around them. So that that's the one silver lining to me. You know, I, I miss my parents. You know, they they always come to away games. I always come to home games here, so they'd be here. You know, we always come home on bye weeks to Ohio, so we miss all those people, you know. Coach Cerna comes up from Texas. He hasn't been in town for a while. So everybody we normally see, we're missing. Um, but, you know, to, to be around our family and have a good time and, you know, watch the little one grow and, and Larkin grow up higher. You know, he is the Texan. You know, Larkin's the Texan, born in Wichita Falls, Texas. You know, so we uh, kind of hype him up. You know, him and JT Barrett are two positives that came from Wichita Falls, Texas. <laughs> you know, Ohio State. We, got, we have Mia Ham also was here. Um, Dr. Phil. They were all born there? 
No, nah, we weren't born. They, at some point, we're here. Well, you know, the JT Barrett and Larkin Cruz back were both born in Wichita Falls, okay. Texas. That's you know, fair. So Ru- Rudy Hawkins, the head coach of uh, City View High School, AD, always reminds me of that every time, you know, he does something and says, hey, you know, Larkin back, Wichita Falls, Texas, hometown. So I'm going to bring him back there someday so he can see where he was, was born. JT Barrett's definitely uh, definitely done us proud. Yeah, I mean, he's done us proud, too. I mean, we, you know, we got the Ohio State stuff here. I need to get JT's autograph on the old Buckeye helmet. You know, so I got to get, get up with JT next time I come back in town and uh, get him on that helmet. So, yeah. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you with some, uh, like, rapid-fired-ish questions. Okay. Um, who's your favorite athlete of all time? Barry Larkin. Cincinnati really? Red. 19-year Cincinnati Red. I don't know why I thought you were going to go football. Well, I, I just, I, I, my, my son's name's Larkin. Um, I've been, a, I was a diehard Reds fan growing up. And uh, when they didn't give Barry Larkin that 20th year, that, that, that farewell tour that Derek Jeter got, other people got, they didn't re-sign him back for that 20th year. Just broke my heart. And uh, I met Barry a few times. He gave me a couple bats when I played in the minors. Threw some ground balls with him. I actually got inside of his car when I was a fan. I snuck back behind Riverfront Stadium. And told him I was with the journal, the journalist team from my high school. I need to get some quotes. Met Ray Knight. Barry Larkin drives his Nissan NSX out. I stop him, get over there and talk to him. And he looks away, and I reach over and just beep his horn. I was just like, had to do it. Wanted to, you know. So kind of like a stalking fan, but he's my favorite athlete of all the time. Everything he did on the field, I tried to mimic when I played, and that's that's my guy. That's awesome. Who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite coach of all time? Uh. Favorite coach of all time, I would have to say my college baseball coach, you know, Coach Daryl Grissom, Miami University of Hamilton. He was a uh, uh, a solidifying figure in my development as a player. All his little things he did, um, coaching. I mean, I know it's it probably looking for a professional coach, but all time would be Daryl Grissom because he just does little, little mimics. So, you know, things he said, you know, I still use those when I coach. Um, but professionally, my favorite coach of all time, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Jim Trussell fan. You know, I, I would vote for Jim Trussell to run for president, you know. So, oh, heck yeah. And he's just, when he, I heard him speak at a, a coaching function in Ohio, and uh, he has glasses down on his nose, and he pushed those glasses up to his nose, looked around, gentlemen, you know, and just addressed the, the whole place like we were, you know, the State of the Union address. Gave me goosebumps. Woo! Yeah. So I'm a Jim Trussell fan. That's a good one. Um, do you have a favorite sports memory of all time? Uh, I think it would be getting my, uh, my my favorite sports memory. I don't have to say I have a favorite one, but my most memorable one is my freshman year in college. You know, when I, when I played baseball at Indiana Tech, uh, I walk out to shortstop, and I'm a freshman, feeling ground balls, thinking I'm the bee's knees, and this big 6'1", 220-pound, guy came walking out and said hey man what position do you play i was like shortstop i said what about you he said put it this way you might want to find yourself another position <laughs> and so then my last year playing my last game playing minor league baseball i'm at i'm taking ground balls at second base and uh starting second baseman for the florence freedom and uh, a guy comes walking out to second base with the exact same glove and i was like dang dominican you know descent sharp looking dude I said, hey, man, what position you play? He said, second base. I was like, mm. He's like, what, was it? what about you? 
I said, I probably better find myself another position. <laughs> and I was released that day. So that's the most memorable sports moment I have is, is being, you know, brought into the fire as a freshman and being released after my career came to an end. So how'd you get, so uh, where'd you play baseball? I went to Miami, Ohio, played there, um, went to Du Bois County Dragons, played there, and then with the Florence Freedom in the uh, Frontier League. And, uh, you know, one and a half great summers uh, playing that game. And, I mean, it was, you know, baseball has been my first love. And, you know, I miss, I mean, I got to pick up, pick up my baseballs and put my gloves on all the time and, you know, try to remember what it felt like fielding a ground ball or throwing the ball across the field. And I play softball and played it the last couple of years, and it's not even close fielding a ground ball in the hole behind short and third and throwing it, you know, 120, 130 feet across the infield opposed to a little 60-foot throw in softball. You know, on the baseball field, you're like, man, this is far. Yeah. But uh, it's just, you know, reminiscing, you know, I got my, my bat in my hand now. But uh, just those things you just you miss. You know, baseball has been my first love. Who's your favorite uh, MLB team? Uh, well, since I'm not a Reds fan anymore, I, I jumped on the Yankees bandwagon. For the simple fact, for the fact that my grandpa grew up in Miami, Oklahoma, Wyandotte, right outside Miami and Wyandotte, Oklahoma, was rival teammates and, and teammates with Mickey Mantle. Uh, so, you know, he knew Mickey, and uh, he always talked about Mickey growing up in Oklahoma and this and that. And once I, you know, once Jeter hit the scene, although he was a Michigan man, um, once Jeter hit the scene in the, in the major leagues and the, the, all, the evil empire came to form, you know, I just was intrigued by the, the Yankees. They, and, uh, they seem a lot more likable now than they ever – than I feel like in my life they've ever felt. Yeah, they do. And, you know, and I, I always was a Barry Larkin fan, a Derek Jeter fan. I hated Ozzy Smith. Um, you know, then Alex Rodriguez came into play and then became a Yankee. And I'm like, man, this is great. Um, but, you know, I just, I just jumped to the Yankee bandwagon. I've been a Yankee fan since 2002. I think, or two, 2000, 2001. The, the Larkin's last game was against the Mets in a play-in game. It was a playoff game, play-in game, wild-card play-in game. The Reds lost, and uh, the, the Mets went on, and then they didn't resign Barry. So after that game, my allegiance went from the Reds to the Yankees. And now it's kind of, I've kind of fallen off following baseball. You know, I just, you know, I think we put too much emphasis on what Sosa and McGuire accomplished that summer. You know, that was a great summer to follow baseball. I don't care what Barry Bonds did. I don't care if you hit it out of the stadium. I don't care if you pump yourself full of juice. Show me. You're, it's entertainment. Yeah. Show me what you – when he hit that home run, Barry Bonds hit that home run against Anaheim in the World Series, when it's like the, the third deck, and it never showed where it landed. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, you know, show, let me go back to the replay. Let's see that. Show me where it landed. You know, I can hit a ball 331. You know, I can put it over the left field fence. You know, it's, that's, not, that's not exciting to me. I want to see somebody put it into the upper, upper deck. You know, or hit it in, the, hit in the river at Pittsburgh. You know. Oh yeah. Show me a bomb. That's what's exciting to me. That's what's going to get me to keep watching baseball. But they put all the emphasis. You know, the Pete Rose thing. I think what oh, the Astros yeah. did last year is way worse than what Pete Rose ever did. He betted for his team, not against it. You know, and I think not not having Pete in the Hall of Fame is is a tragedy, uh, a travesty. And I, I think the Astros should have been banned for life from for life. just like Pete Rose. You know, they for cheated. They cheated two years in a row. I've never been more bitter on any sports thing in my whole life than this Astros thing, yeah. to the point where I was trying to figure out if they had anything to do with this quarantine. Yeah, yeah. They'll put those guys with Bill Gates. You know, oh yeah, see stuff going on. Yeah. Link them all in. 
But I'm I mean, the Astros, I mean, it, it just, it just was like, wow, for one cool that they thought of it, you know, I thought that's, that's pretty innovative. You it know, was very innovative. Beating on a drum, you know, and then you hear, uh, I like the spring training, the first baseman for the Cubs was, had the mic in his ear and he, they're talking to him. What, what, what do you think is coming? He said, I have no clue. Somebody give me a beat. Yeah. You know, blasting on the strokes, which they, they deserve. They, they deserve it. But, uh, they do. You know, when Pete, you know, Pete's not being reinstated, you know, and, I just they they harshed on Barry Bonds and McGuire and, and Sosa, and, you know, it had it brought all the fans back. That really that season brought all the fans really back to baseball. Yep. And since then, you know, I just haven't been following it like I normally know because a lot of it's you know this time of year I'm, I'm coaching football, um, opposed to you know playing baseball and keeping up on the, the, the new gloves, the new cleats, the, you know, the new bats, the, you know, the BB core stuff. Um, you know, the, the new wood that comes out. So those are things I used to always follow. I used to have like nine baseball gloves, would switch the pockets, relace the gloves every year, every, every other week, even when I wasn't playing, um, just to, just to have that smell. So I just, yep. I just, I fell off in the baseball world. Here's a super important question. I'm five foot 10, weight irrelevant. If I start working out now and I drink a, like a little less whiskey, do you think in the next three years I can make one of your teams? You could actually be assistant coach with the, the attributes you just put out right now. <laughs> Five nine, weight unirrelevant, <laughs> drinking whiskey. Uh, I mean, you fit right in. I mean, we don't we don't know what we're talking about. We just got to you know convince the players we do. That's the best. That's a that's the hardest job. I've heard you on the uh, on the headset. <laughs> oh yeah, live. I'm sure I talked about a lot of uh, really important stuff on that thing. It was good though. I think I, sometimes I said don't. Don't put that on there. Don't record that. You motivate. You're a good motivator, though. You get people hyped. Well, you know, I got a cursing quota that I can't. I can't go past. I can't curse so much that I got to stop at a certain number, um, and usually hit that about the first quarter. You know, so saying heck and darn and crap and poop that usually comes out of my mouth at times. But the attributes you named off. I mean, you know, you got me. It's five eight and a half, five nine. You know, weight and relevant. I got a guy coached by the name Marshall Hart, who's five foot. He's almost a perfect circle. Um, Bill Cerna, I mean, he's 5'11", weight irrelevant, Coach Schmidt. I mean, you fit right in with us, you know, and you're built like a kicker now. Well, listen, no, I think I'd be, I think I could be a great, like, holder because I think I give you an option. You know, if you yeah. want me to roll out, drop a dime in the corner, um, I think I'd be a great full-time holder. Well, I, I, we need to keep that that flow coming out the back of your hat. That you, you got the best haircut in all of sports right now with the beard I mean, it's kind of like the Boz with the uh, who had who had the Jerry curl. The Boz and I, mean, I want to say like Justin Timberlake. You know, you get like a Timberlake Boz mix. You know, I'm so, glad you're gassing this up because I'm not cutting it now. No, I wouldn't cut it at all. If, if I could grow it out, I would absolutely. I, I grew my hair out back in 2001 or two. It, it just sexy hair. I called it. it. It looked like uh, you know, close like a shaggy do style mullet. Uh, but I wake up in the morning and shower and then blow dry it straight up and spray it like an Afro. Um, you know, and, and my girlfriend at the time said, you're lucky we're dating. Cause if you would approach me with that hairstyle, I would definitely say no. So, but I mean, that, that's, that's something I should have done. I'm, I'm really jealous. I never thought about, you know, bringing the mullet back, you know, with the, the faded sides, you know, that's, that's sharp. Let me take the hat off one more time. Let's let everybody see that. I didn't, uh, I didn't shower today. Oh, that's sharp. It's uh, it's lined cool. up perfect. It goes, it goes fades to the beard. I mean, it's like it's almost like a, a Toby Keith, you know, style 
you know, get up to. It's it's bad. I love it though. It, it Jared, looks good. Jared, uh, Jared just sent me this question. I think this is an important question because Jared and I both, uh, both have kids now. Um, but if you're playing wiffle ball with any of your kids and you hit, and you hit a dinger, are you bat flipping? Oh, I bat flipped so many times this past week. I'll bat flip and I take my time on the bases. What, what I try to do with the wiffle ball is I try to hit the pitcher first. So yep. they're gonna, I try to hit it right back up the middle and, and announce my presence with authority. And then, you know, when it's time for me to go in and I'm tired of hitting and I don't want anybody else to hit, then I hit it over the fence and make them go chase it. I'll go grab a beverage. You know, you know they got to figure out how to get the ladder out, you know, because I got an 11-year-old daughter and my wife are, you know, they're athletic, but they're both about 5'2". The fence is about six foot. Takes them a little time to get over the fence, but I'll bat flip, you know, and, and I don't, I don't like to lose. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna let anybody win. I, I haven't lost a game of horse since the quarantine started. Uh, I, I shoot left-handed and, you know, I just, you know, I talk the smack, rub it in. Yeah. We're here to win. We're here to win. And everything we do on the earth, we want to win. Everything. Yeah. My, my daughter's 19 months old. And I, she, we have like the little small basketball goal in there, which I shoot on way too much. Um, but I told my wife, she will never score a basketball or she'll never score a goal on me until she scores a goal on me. Right. That, you know, that's a good thing you said that. When I played horse, my, when I was growing up, my dad always played horse against me and he would never let me win. And his go-to shot was the, the bank off the hallway into the basket and you had to be a certain height to do it. And I'm, you know, I'm four or five years old and I can't get it to the top. And now I'm playing my daughter in horse and just five straight bank shots. Let's get this over with. You're not going to win. H-O-R-S-E, game over. Go sit down. Yeah. Go make this popcorn. It makes you it feel so good you earn when it. you win. You got to earn it. Definitely got to earn it. But, yeah, I'm bat flipping. There's no question. I mean, I'm bat flipping. I'm thumbed up as high as I can. Um, and when I get to the plate, I try to do the old Willie Mays haze where you bounce it off the handle and catch it behind your back, you know, get ready. You know, you gotta you gotta walk up there with some some style and some I, I call it class. Some people call it, you know, trash, but it's class. No, I think that's swag. I think that's half the sports. I mean, a hundred percent showmanship, the greatest yep. show. Do you think? Do you think? Are you a believer in uh, like look good, play good? One hundred percent. I've been saying that since I was. I mean, I every year I've coached and played, I was first team all best dressed. Might not have made first team all league, but I was first team all best dressed. I was the best dressed player on the field you know i loved getting dirty dirty was part of the uniform um but i wanted to assert look had to look good because if i went in there and i had a, a shirt showing or something was out of place it, it, it messed me mentally i'm like man i can't do that when I, mean, I played softball this past year and we won an a world championship in orlando and one of our teammates i, I didn't have a custom uniform as i came on late after our season all my buddies had custom uniforms I had these extra large pants, extra large shirt, and in an era where tights, you know, tight stuff is in now. I mean, you're you're wearing tight nut hugger everything. I got this big baggy shirt, these big baggy pants, and this big old hat. And one of the guys was like, "Hey man, you look like you're a jockey." And I'm already five nine, five eight, so this bigger stuff made me look even shorter. I'm like a jockey. Does that mess me the entire tournament? You know, we end up winning, but I still think about that. I look like a jockey out there. So your your mindset is is messed with. Look good, you play good, play good, you feel good, feel good, you win. You know, I've had players I've coached, teammates I've played with, still talk about today. That was my motto. Um, and I, it's, it's, I think it's true. I mean, if you're going to try for the, the role of Annie, let's, let's talk about Annie back when she was a redhead. 
and you don't have red hair, you're probably not going to get the role. Yep. You know what I mean? You got to dress dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah. I don't care if I'm playing wiffle ball outside with my daughter or in a rec league game. I'm trying to yeah. swag out as much as I can. Right. Well, you know, I'm turning the hat around. I'm going to go up there with my hat down, try to flat bill it like I'm about to play some baseball. You know, they're going to see they're going to see the real me. I'm not going to go up there looking like dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I put the basketball shoes on. I don't hoop in these sketchers. I mean, look at these things I wear nowadays. Those are the most comfortable shoes known to man. Those are like my Mr. Rogers house shoes. I pulled out, I pulled out all the stops today. Wow. Those are Nikes, aren't they? Yeah, dude. I got, listen, I got to, I got to have it going to work now. If I can't wear it like dress clothes, I got to, I got to look good so I can work good. You're right. I, I do that too. Like today I put this on, this is Nighthawk yellow with a shock logo. And I feel, I feel it back. Yeah. And I feel it back. It worked. But yeah, if I go hoop with them, I shoot, we shoot, we play a uh, horse. I'm putting on the J's and I'm, I'm wearing shoes out there. It's going to give me the advantage, the edge. And I'm not going to wear these sketchers out there. I'm not going to look no. like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, no, no. I, uh, I appreciate your time, man. We're, I may periodically just send you this link. When Jared not getting to do, do sports debates, okay. Um, and so if you're if you're near it, click it and join us, and then you can tell oh, yeah. Jared he's an idiot. Um, and if not, we'll find you again. But I appreciate your time, man. This is fun. Hey, you tell all those guys, tell Sam, everybody, we said hello. And uh, do me a favor: is Fuzzy Taco still in Wichita Falls? It's not. It's not. <sighs> Close down. It's gone. What do you guys have? I heard a Hooters is there, though, huh? We got a Hooters now. Um, and pretty much the same thing other than that. Hooters. It, Hooters, I, I came I came and watched a uh, the City View playoff game there this past year. Okay. We, we got we came up to city uh, came up to Wichita Falls, met with Rudy, went to their playoff game when they won, and uh saw that there was a Hooters in town and couldn't believe it. I know. Uh, I'm like, man, this place is evolved. I mean, it's you know, it, it has evolved. It's changing, man. I think it. I think it's getting better. I really do. I just, I just miss it. I mean, I miss you know. They, they always say Wichita Falls is a great place, to, and Drew is quote, quoted Drew Carnes here. It's a great place to live, not a great place to visit. You know, and it, and it came true. You know, we, we first got there, it's like whoa. But then as we lived there, in school, Stacy's job, our you know people we met in the community, awesome. It was yep. awesome. That's a good place. Def, definitely want to come back and have a few beverages out on the back forty. So. You know. Yeah, if you're ever in the area, man, hit me up. I got a bunch of whiskey, and we'll find some beer, and we'll hang out. Definitely get, will, man. We can hit some hey. dingers off Jared. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. I'll, uh, I appreciate your time, and I'll hit you up soon, and uh, we'll keep uh, keep the dialogue going. I'm excited to see what happens with the offseason when it comes around. I mean, it, right now it's the offseason. We've got to see, you know, i like to sign my entire team back. I thought we had a great team chemistry. You know, just the next steps of, of what the league does. You know, I like what our league guy felt. It's not going anywhere. It's just it's preparing for a, a big 2021 with a 16-game schedule opposed to 14. Um, you know, and you got a couple more teams coming in the league. Uh, you know, I it just it's just building back up. So we're excited to see where it goes. It sucks things that we can't play. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're thankful we still have jobs and um, hoping the, the, the crisis comes to an end and we get back to normal living. Yeah. Well, if you ever need a placeholder, man, you know who to call. And I definitely will. If we when we play Frisco next year, I might have you down, make my dress you out. Yeah. Hey, listen, man, I'll I'll do whatever. Okay. Call me. Call me in. Emergency. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to put you in an extra large uniform and call you a jockey. Oh, listen, man. I'll take a concussion for it just for that moment. Oh, yeah, just to run down on the kickoff. Oh, man. Let me roll. <laughs> but listen, listen, don't get shocked. Don't get shocked if I make a play. I won't. And then, and then next thing you know, the whole thing changes. Uh, yeah, this is like, you know, you make space for this guy. Yeah, he, we'll bring him in. I don't even yeah. need pay, just a nice uniform. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll have three helmets and five uniforms, so that's, that's a good thing about here. That's all I need. So, well, Thanks, I, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right, I'll see you. I've been scribbling words on a cocktail napkin, scratching a lucky strike ad madman. My rapping is sorta old-fashioned, window shopping, hip-hop and mannequin. Roger to his Don Draper, we make songs, elevator music, rock to the PM Don, copping a new John, mocking your crew song. I'm dope in a pocket, plus hot with a suit on. We madmen.